I don't care what changes, what comes to pass, what happens today, tomorrow, or next week. I'm not going back. I believe there's a delivering spirit that is in this house right now. That chains can be broken in this place right now in the name of Jesus. There is a liberty and a freedom in the sanctuary right now. Jesus, be loosed in our praise. Let chains be broken in this place right now. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. like to make flippant comments or words just for the sake of words. But there's something that's stirred in my spirit. That God is reaching like never before. Outside of the sanctuary, outside of these walls, yes, but in this place, those under the sound of my voice, I, I can't get away from what I feel that today is an opportunity that you you cannot leave this place the way that you I, I'm going to say this this is going to sound crazy but it, it's not by chance I don't think that I'm going to preach here in just a moment stepping out of bondage and I, I, I want you to agree with me that as it is in the spiritual, so is it going to be in the physical. So that if you came in those front doors, this is going to sound crazy. I, I want you to find another door to go out of. And when you do that, say, I agree right now in the name of Jesus. I came in one way, but I'm going to leave another way. And just, just, it, just if by chance you make it out to your car and you say, you know what? I went out the same way I came in. I want you, when you start that ignition and you always go out that way, that drive, I want you to say, you know what? I'm going to go out that little drive on the side because I'm going to agree that regardless of how I came into this place, I'm not going to leave here the same way. But I want something. I want the power power of God to be loosed in my life, in my family. I can't, I won't leave here the same way that I came. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 23. Hallelujah. God is in this place. Hallelujah. 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 My Pastor Jeff. I keep calling Pastor Jeff. We'll just stick with it. 
I wash my shirts, they keep shrinking. Only in the neck. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse number 23. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took a harp and played with his hands. And in that spirit of worship, Saul was refreshed. Not only was he refreshed, but he was actually well. Somebody say well. And the evil spirit departed from him. For just a few moments, I want to preach stepping out of bondage. But before we do that, I want you to lift both hands in the air right now and say, God, speak and move in this place. Lord Jesus, we pray over the next few moments that whatever you desire to do, that however you desire to move, that there is a rush of your spirit that breaks chains, Lord, that tears down strongholds. And there is such a liberty and freedom that somebody steps into something that they've never encountered before. Lord, and we give you praise for what you are about to do. Lord, I pray let a worship erupt in the house. Let praise, Lord, be lifted up and be a sweet savor before you, Lord. Yes, Lord, I pray, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. It is a scripture that is rather, it has a lot of meaning, but I just want to focus on this meaning for a few moments. That because of where Saul was spiritually, he was tormented. And the only thing that could break the hold of the torment that he felt in his life he knew what would break it. Those around about him knew what would break that hold. And so they devised together and they said, we've got to get someone in here that can create an atmosphere of worship because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is. We know that there can be liberty and that there is freedom. And so they didn't know of anyone else better than David. And so David makes his way in, this young lad. Maybe he's a little older now, but he's still much younger younger than the king, but he knows something. He knows how to entertain the presence of God. And as he begins to string those, uh, or pull the strings of that harp, and begins to sing aloud the uh, psalms probably that he wrote on the backside of a hill somewhere. And as praise begins to fill that room, uh, something begins to happen in the oppression, in the bondage that Saul but what felt moments before. As scripture says, it begins to break, and he is well. Never underestimate the power of worship. Never underestimate what happens when people begin to lift up their hands. Hey, it's not tradition. Uh, maybe it's tradition and apostolic, but we don't do it because it's tradition. But there is power that is loose. When God's people begin to lift up their hands and their voice, chains are broken in the sanctuary. Here Saul is came in bound by an evil spirit and as well and it departed from him. 
Paul and Silas, we love this one because we love worship. We, we understand that just because of following uh, the leading of the Spirit and doing miraculous things, they find themselves beaten and imprisoned. And at the midnight hour, as they began to worship, they didn't have a reason to worship and to magnify God. Nothing was going their way, but they began somehow to begin to worship and magnify God. And something began to be loosed and stirred in the atmosphere. And suddenly the atmosphere, the spiritual, couldn't contain it. And it transformed into the physical. And the very earth began to shake. And the doors began to fly open. And chains began to be loosed. Why? Because someone said, I'm going to worship and magnify the King of Kings. I don't care where I'm at in my situation. I don't care where I'm at physically. But I know my God is worthy. And in that worship, chains began to be loosed. People were in the prison that didn't deserve to have their chains loosed. But because of Paul and Silas and their close proximity to Paul and Silas, their chains were actually loosed because God's people began to worship and to magnify God. There was power in worship. We often ref reference Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. What looked like an impossible situation and a combined force, all of the enemies of Judah began to descend upon them. And here he is. He puts the praisers, the worshipers, the dancers out in front of the army. No one had ever seen anything like this. No one had ever tried this before. But there they began to worship and to magnify God. And I, I don't think it was just a meek worship, but I believe probably somebody said if this is going to be my last worship. It's going to be my best worship. This may be my last day on earth, but it's going to be the very best I've ever danced before Him. It's going to be my highest praise, my best praise, and I'm going to dance before Him. I'm going to sing before Him. And in that worship, something happened. Scripture says that ambushments were set against those combined forces. And when it was all said and done, the inner enemy was completely annihilated. Why? Because somebody set forth praise and worship. Hey, we don't make this stuff up. We don't just sing songs because every church that went before us did it. We don't just bang on drums and hit on keys because it sounds cool and everybody likes to do it. But no, something is transformed in the supernatural when God's people begin to lift up their hands in their praise and their worship unto Him. I wonder if there's some liberty and freedom that could be loose right now when God's people began to, oh yes, Oh, when we began to worship and to magnify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. 
Oh, come on, just for a moment. Let's let some more liberty be loosed in this place. That's it. I wonder. Yeah, that's all right. Just begin to lift up some praise in this place. Oh, God, you are mighty God. There is none like you. There is none beside you. I lift my hands in worship to you. Oh, Lord, I sing praises to you. Oh, yes, Lord, let that liberty move and be loosed in this place. Oh, there is liberty in this place. I don't care what you came in bound with. I don't care what you feel tormented with. There was enough God in this place to do whatever it is that you need. But I feel a need to warn you. If you've ever driven through a residential community or maybe through a shopping mall parking lot and there is a sign that says speed bump ahead. It is to warn you that things are suddenly going to take a different turn. And so I want to warn you, caution, there is a spiritual speed bump ahead. Because the convicting question in my spirit that I have not been able to get away from, how many times will we enjoy the liberty of worship and choose to stay bound? How often will we enjoy a freedom and liberty that literally breaks chains and choose to stay bound? You cannot rebuke what you continue to enjoy. You cannot cast out what you continue to pick up. And moving it to the back of your closet or to the back of your mind is not the same thing. You can cast it out all you want, but if tomorrow morning you still pick it up, or by weeks in you're still going to the back of the closet to enjoy that part of it, how many times can we enjoy the liberating power of worship and choose to stay bound? Pastor Jason, I was not expecting that we were talking about worship and the liberty and freedom that it creates and it does David's worship created a spiritual peace that was unlike anything else and Saul soaked every bit of it up and his spirit was made well and that spirit the spirit could not could, couldn't stay there when worship was in the place and so it had to leave but Saul refused to leave his spirit of rebellion and so the very next day, he picked up and continued in the path that he had always been. And then, David, David, come play for me again. The Spirit is attacking me, and I can't handle it. And David began to strum that harp and began to sing worship unto God. And when that atmosphere began to fill the room, again, Saul was delivered of that Spirit. And all was well, but because... 
Saul continued in that spirit of rebellion time after time. David created a spirit of worship and liberty and freedom was there. Chains were literally broken. He was literally well. But Saul left that spirit and atmosphere of worship and picked right back up where he had left off. And it was so... I know, I know we got heavy, right? We, we were all ready to run the aisles, and then it got heavy, but, but stay with me for just a moment. It got to the point, because he continued to go back and pick up what he laid down in a spirit of worship, that he could no longer stand the face of David and wanted to destroy him. The very one that could create worship and create liberty and freedom for him. There came a point in time because he continued to pick up what he had laid down. He couldn't even stand the sight of David. Whoa, 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 about Paul and Silas now? I've heard that preached. Everybody's chains were loosed when Paul and Silas began to worship. It's true. But how many of them walked out of the prison? The guard was so concerned that when he saw the door open, he knew they were all gone. So he took out his sword and would have fallen on it if it had not been for Paul and Silas to say, they're all still here. They could have walked out. They could have been free. I'm not saying they were uh, innocent or anything, but they could have left the bonds. But they stayed in the prison. What must it have felt like when they watched Paul and Silas walk out and another guard walked in and put their shackles back on their wrist and the shackles back on their ankles? We were just free. I heard those crazy people singing and worshiping, and suddenly I saw it, I heard it, I felt it, I was caught up in it, I enjoyed the atmosphere, I enjoyed what was going on. Why, oh why, did I not walk out when I could have? None but Paul and Silas. Pastor Jason, well, Jehoshaphat, that, that's a different story. God did it all. Yeah, He did. I want you to notice, though, a nuance. There were praisers and worshipers and dancers. But they were placed in front of an army. God chose to do it all for them. But they had made up their mind, we're not coming back this way again. We're putting the worshipers out front, and we are going to battle. There were people with swords. There were people with spears. There were people with bows, every instrument of war. They were, it's really no different. Jesus, when his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. He said, he gave them the example, my Father who art in heaven, hallowed. Be thy name. Not that it was anything in those words, but it would start with praise and worship. God, you are my God. 
There was none beside you. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning. You are the ending. You are the first. You are the last. Lord, my hands and my worship is unto you. My praise is unto you. God, I will serve you. God, I will worship you at all times. It had to be that praise and worship went first before we could ever pray, Thy will be done. Before we could ever take possession and begin to cast down the evil things that it talks about in the Lord's Prayer. What are you saying? It starts with worship, but it does not end with worship. Worship 100% breaks chains. Worship 100% opens up prison doors. But my question for you is, what are you going to do when the doors are open and the bonds are dropped off? Because there's too many that tomorrow are going to go to the back of the closet and pick it up again. Hey, let's not waste the liberty and the freedom that's created in worship. Because I am afraid that if we entertain the liberty that we experience, but continue to resume what we want to do of our own selfish desires, there will be a morning that we wake up. And maybe it's not a physical javelin that you will throw at the church or the pastor, but maybe it will come out of your mouth or thoughts that will prevail. Why and how could that happen? It's because we enjoy the liberty without ever walking out of the prison. But I don't want it to ever be said that I enjoyed the things of God and chose to still be bound, that I was in a place where deliverance could happen. And time and time, my chains fell off, but I allowed the enemy to put them back on. God is speaking. I'm never going back. You're not putting me back in that box. And before you start looking who is the sinner among us? Who's he preaching to? God breaks the chains of your past and the pain that you experienced and endured. One that almost completely disabled you, but one comment, and you allow yourself to return to that bondage that you had been delivered from. You just allow yourself to be sucked into that. And God keeps creating peace in your life and delivers you from thoughts and from attitudes and spirits of division and hurtful things that desire to flow out of you. And just one person offends you and it all comes up. You vomit it all up. How can that happen? How can it be? Because Jesus said, this is how you will know my disciples. Disciples, they will have love for one another. So in other words, you cannot have it both ways. In fact, Revelation says, I have spewed you out because you were neither hot nor cold, but because you were lukewarm. You tried to have it both ways. I'm telling you, you can't have it both ways. There will be a point in which you turn. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. I'm not just talking, hear me, I'm not just talking to a sinner 
who's made some mistakes. Oh, yeah, I'm speaking to some sinners, and, and I'm right there with them, but I'm also talking about the things that we allow to come out of our mouth that tears other people down instead of building people up. And I don't care what they did to you or how bad it was, but if there was anything that is positive, if there was anything that is true, if there was anything that is honest, if there was anything that is just, if there was anything that is pure, if there was anything that is lovely, whatever is of good report, what is there of virtue, whatever there is, Yes, of those things, think on those things. As we all stand in this place. I felt so good in the presence of God. That worship was so amazing. I felt chains fall off. Why am I still dealing with this mess? Because you never walked out of the prison. It absolutely did happen. You absolutely were delivered in that spirit of worship. You absolutely were delivered in, in that altar time with just between you and God. But because you chose to just put it to the back somewhere, still accessible. If I change my mind or if it's not real, I can, I can still go back to that. But I, I'm telling you right now, such a waste. To continually step into a place where chains are broken and to still walk around bound. That's not what God desires. I'm speaking to all those that were with Paul and Silas, the cellmates. It's time to come out. It's time to come out. Saul, I know it feels good in the worship service. But that's not where repentance is. Repentance is action. It's not just a, a moment, but it is something that you come out of. It, it's not just a worship service. It's not just a moment in time, but there are actions. There's some things you're, there's some things you're, let's put it this way. There's some things you're going to have to get out of your house tonight. Is this, is this, this all right? This, uh, this old fashioned enough for you? There's some things that when you get home cannot stay in your house before your bed or your head hits the pillow tonight. There's some things you've got hidden away and, and you've been able to stay away from it long enough. And you say, well, it's just fine. I'll just leave it there. Don't let your head hit the pillow tonight and let that still be in your house. Somebody that needs to cut the internet. You need, to, you need to stay off the phone because it's going to destroy you and it's going to destroy your family. I feel that in the spirit. But that's not what the atmosphere that we just stepped into was all about. But that somebody, when they lift up their hands, who realized that somewhere in worship, the chains fell off and the shackles, they're not on my feet. Here's what I'm telling you. Celebrate the liberty and the freedom and walk out of the prison and don't ever step back foot in it again. There was a liberty and freedom that is in the house for you today. Yes, Jesus. 
I'm opening up this altar area right now. The liberty is already here. But there is someone that needs to affirm, I'm never going back to where I've been. I've been to this place multiple times, but this time it's going to be different. When the prison doors swing open, I'm walking out. I ain't coming back in. I'm not coming this way again. I made up my mind. I'm not going to abuse the liberty and the freedom that is created in worship just so I can feel good. But I want the power of the Holy Ghost to miraculously change me. There's no need to hide behind anyone else. I want the whole church to come forward right now. God is speaking in this place. I feel so strongly right now. God is reaching for hearts and lives right now. And he doesn't want you to walk out of this place bound. He wants you to literally physically walk out another door. Drive out another drive. Just as a symbol that let the physical mirror the supernatural. I ain't coming this way again. I'm not returning the way I came in. Let freedom sweep over this place again right now. I pray that chains of addiction are broken right now. There are things that have the mind bound and people convinced that they can never touch you. But I pray against that spirit right now. Let there be liberty and freedom in worship. Let somebody's hand physically be lighter right now as they begin to lift up their hand in their worship to you. Lord, let it be loosed in this place right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, ministry of the church, those filled with the Spirit as you feel directed, I want you to pray with somebody by you, encourage somebody next to you, that there is a liberty and a freedom that is loosed in the sanctuary right now. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Oh.